Welcome back, everybody, at All Met Sports Talk with Coach Sherm. I'm here with a special guest this week. And before we get to that, just wanted to remind everyone uh, to follow us on social media, Facebook and Instagram. You can find us. Just search All Met Sports Talk on Twitter. Search at All Met Talk. And you can email us, allmetsportstalk at gmail.com. By the time this comes out, hopefully you heard our, our bracket special with uh, myself and, and three local coaches, Coach B., uh, Coach Doc and Coach Frierson, who were previous guests. We had a lot of fun doing that, so hopefully you enjoyed that. Special shout-out to my guy, Preston Suggs. Find him on Instagram, at King P. Suggs, and uh, he's working on that new music for me. Uh, but credit to him for the intro and outro music uh, that we've had so far. So big-time guest tonight, one of my favorite people, good friend of mine, uh, tremendous local talent from the DMV who made it all the way to the NBA and is now giving back in multitude of ways to the community as well as coaching. So I can't call him, you know, by his, by his birth name. Now I have to add coach in there. Coach Mike Sweetney. How you doing, man? How's what's going on, brother? Appreciate it. That was an amazing intro. I appreciate that. One. Oh. <laughs> but thank you, man. I really appreciate you joining. Uh, you know, you're definitely a, a, a big name here in the DMV. You know that you're doing some great work up in New York now. And what this is crazy because you and I planned this prior to the huge night that your guy Patrick Ewan had with his, those young Hoyas on Saturday. So congrats, you know, big East title coming back home to Georgetown. Yes. I appreciate that. I mean, I think this weekend pretty much shocked, you know, all of us, you know, we didn't, you know, didn't see this coming, but, um, you know, we kind of finished the season strong and uh, Pat just got those guys to believe in the culture and they just, you yeah. know, went out there and just played hard and left it all on the floor for him. So, Definitely happy, happy for Pat because he's been catching it for a while. Yeah. With people, you know, saying he can't, he can't do it, and you know, he showed that he can. Yeah. Um, interesting thing about Pat. I actually brought him up. I was asked to do an interview, and I, I I'll release that maybe on on this uh, on the 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 page this uh, the podcast page once it's released. But I brought up Pat because he was coaching in the NBA, and, and really the interview I was doing was around um, the lack of diversity in the NBA and NFL coaching ranks. And, and I brought Patrick Ewing up and I said, you know, he's, I mean, I love Georgetown growing up. He's, you know, one of my favorite players to watch when I was young. And he was told he had to go back to college to be a head coach before he could get a head coaching job in the NBA where, and I love Steve Nash, but Steve Nash hasn't even coached an AAU team and and he was given the keys to a Cadillac. So, mm-hmm. so, uh, to, Actually, to you, the Bentley, yeah, right. <laughs> the Maybach, yeah, <laughs> yeah, man, um, wow, yeah. So credit to Pat for you know proving those naysayers wrong, and I know that the coach Thompson is eating a sausage sandwich and, and smiling down on on Pat Saturday night, and how fitting that it was the I think forty ninth anniversary wow. of him being hired at Georgetown. So uh, what a what a special special time in the DMV. Um, yeah, not for sure. I was definitely so happy for him. And, um, you know, like I say, you know, it's just, you know, like I say, he, he's played his dude. I think he coached, what, 15 years in the NBA? Yeah. He got his break. And, um, you know, even even after winning the championship, the whole thing was like, oh, well, you know, he proved that big men can coach or that he can coach. I'm like, you can't coach 15 years in the NBA and have every coach that you coach under vouching and saying that you need a head coach position. Right. So I just think that it was still like, they still trying to like feel like he got to prove himself. I'm like, man, yeah. like, but then like you said, these other people that get these jobs don't got to prove nothing. Right. They'll they'll suck at their job, get fired, and then they get hired again. They take a year off and get hired again. So it's just right. 
amazing how it works that we got to prove ourselves that we're smart enough but right (laughs) kind of goes back to to that black quarterback thing right yeah it's yeah it's it's amazing yeah i'm happy for him though yeah i am too so hey if he's gonna win it i'm glad he won that one you know got some unfinished work and we got the big fella coming next year uh dikembe son's coming next year so yeah um so really excited about ryan matumbo coming so uh, with those young guards he has, man, I'm, I'm excited for the program. So, uh, but before we get to Georgetown, man, let's talk about your upbringing. So you grew up in Oxon Hill. Yeah. Yep. I grew up in Oxon Hill, Maryland. Um, went to fourth Ford elementary, Oxon Hill, middle Oxon Hill high school. So I'm an Oxon Hill guy, oh, yeah. you know, down to the roots. Um, so, um, that's where I played my high school basketball at, yeah. um, middle school basketball, Oxon Hill middle. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, Did you so, play? Was AAU real big back then? Were, were you playing AAU, or was it just rec ball? What were you doing? Um, as a as school? a kid, well, as a kid, I did. As a kid, I played AAU basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, I played for the ABC Runners, coached by Trevor Brown. Actually, Trevor Brown is at uh, well, not not at NCA. He's at um, Rock Creek right now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so he was he was my AAU coach. Um, oh, Howard wow. Hill, Howard Hill. I played for him too. Also, um, so he runs the Herbal Collision. They used to be a friendly. Um, so yeah, those are my AAU coaches growing up and actually boys and girls club coaches. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much all I play. I played up until ninth grade. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, the summer going into ninth grade. Once I got into high school, I never played AAU. Oh, wow. And you, yeah. and you, I mean, you were, you know, obviously at Oxen Hill, actually we had coach B on here a few episodes ago. Um, and he was, he just retired from coaching actually his last, I want to say his last two or three seasons he spent at Oxen Hill with, with coach Lou, who's down there now who's still yeah. coaching there. Um, but they had a great, great program the last few years. Ronnie Polite, who's now at George Mason, um, mm-hmm. some other players who are just phenomenal, phenomenal players. So, uh, I, you know, we were talking about PG County basketball, high, public school basketball. Obviously, you know, the, the private schools are phenomenal as well. DeMatha, DeMatha is ranked number one in the country right now. Uh, but just the, you know, being in a, in a PG County or even how, I mean, Howard County is the same way, you know, but let's just say the DMV being in those public school gyms on a Friday night, if you don't show up early for the JV game, you will not have a seat for the, for the varsity game. So what yeah, was it yeah, like playing at, at Oxen Hill? Oh man, I love it. I love it. And, I, and I'm glad my father um, made me make that decision uh, for uh-huh. me. Cause um, you know, going in, I was looking at the Dematha's, the, the, you know, the McNamara's, all those schools. I even, um, was thinking about it, and my father was like, "Look, you know, go up to Oxon Hill and create your own path. You know, everybody's wow. going to these public schools because all my teammates I play with were going to private schools." Yeah, so I was like, "No, stay home. You know, you still be, you know, be around your friends. Um, you know, your friends that you grew up with. Y'all can go to school together." And he said, "Create your own." He said, "If you're good enough, they're gonna find you." Mm-hmm. I didn't understand because that was the root. Because kind of around that time, that was the root. Like, go to private school and this, that, and other. And my father was like, "No, they're gonna find you if you're good enough." Yeah. Um, sure enough, he was right. You know, he I worked right. up there. You know, I went up there as a freshman and made varsity and got you know significant minutes. And I ended up out of, out of that just in my freshman year, getting an offer my freshman year at Georgetown. I ended up committing. That's why I never played AU. Oh, um, okay. I committed my freshman year at Georgetown, and then um, Georgetown was like, "Yeah, you're not playing AU." Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and Coach so Thompson, Coach Thompson was the one. He was the one who offered yeah, he, you, right? Yeah. Uh huh. He's he's the one offered me. He retired the year I was coming in, but he was. Still my coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was there he had practice and games and all that stuff. But um, yeah, so that's 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 why I didn't play you because I you know I committed so early and um you know at Austin Hill. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, yeah. I don't know why. I thought it was your sophomore year, freshman year. That's incredible. Yeah, 
Yeah. So, so your senior year, so you stayed home. That that is great. And I actually um had just sent a, a former athlete. Um, there's a quote, and I, I can't remember it now, but it's you know basically what you just said, what your father told you. You know, uh, take the path less traveled. You know, just just create your own path. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that's yep. that's great advice. Yeah, and it did pay yeah. off, obviously. Yeah, for sure. And then like, I was in a comfort zone, like, you know what I'm saying? Like the kids that I went to middle school and elementary school with, I was still seeing them every day, mm-hmm. you know, got, got to see my friends that was in my neighborhood. So it, it was a cool environment. Like, I, I, mean, I had a lot of fun in high school. Yeah. Of school. Great, Actually, man. I met my, met my wife there. So, you know. Yeah, hey, <laughs> it all worked out, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so your senior year, you're named the uh, Washington Post Player of the Year, All-Met Player of the Year. Uh, you're invited to the Capitol Classic. Uh, where the top talent in the country comes to play the top talent in the DMV. Uh, so what was that like? Oh, it was amazing. Um, just, you know, because all of my college, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, all of my high school years, I, you know, I watched the game and it's like, I, you know, I always wanted to be a part of it. So just to win, you know, Maryland State Player of the Year, yeah. and, you know, and, and I think center of the year too, wherever it was, uh, it, was it was an amazing experience, you know, because so many players, you know, I was just, you know, coming through our area that could hope. And for me yeah. to get that accolade, you know, it really meant a lot, you know, to me, especially my father, you know, he was just yeah. Yeah. my biggest supporter. It was kind of one of those, I told you so type things. So <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was a great moment. And then playing in the Capitol classic, where it's the DC guys versus the world all-stars was amazing. Cause like we wanted to prove that, Hey, you know, our little area can be anybody in the world and which we did. So it's always, you know, fun to have some. So you guys won that, you won that game? Yeah, we won. Yep. Wow. So let's we talk down, about that. We were down like 18 and we ended up making a crazy run and we came back and won. Wow. That's what's up, man. Yeah. And, and we to had, that point, uh, yeah. go ahead. No, I want to say we had what, three or four pros on that team? Wow. Yeah. Crazy. You guys have made it to the NBA. So, <laughs> yeah. And so yeah. let's let's talk about that because in the water comes out the Showtime doc, you know, Quinn Cook and I think Victor Victor Oladipo was part of that as well and some other guys. You, you were actually featured in there as well. You, you were uh, discussing it. I mean, it's in it's absolutely insane how much talent is in this area, you know, and you can spread it out. But I mean, I know that folks on PG County, which is where you're from, obviously. Um, but talk about that documentary. Uh, we have not really discussed it that much on this show. Um, how much fun was that to make and to be a part of and to to kind of be, you know, around those guys? And like you said, four, I mean, just four guys in that one game make it to the NBA that you played in. Yeah, no, it was a uh, it was a great experience uh, to be a part of that because uh, it kind of proved my argument to um to a lot of guys when I was playing overseas, um when I was playing you know in different areas I would always argue people like man like Maryland DC area man we we up there in the top you know we always got guys because I had a couple guys from Chicago I played with uh-huh. overseas and New York and L A and they was like oh we we run I'm like no I'm telling you we up there as far as numbers wise yeah I'm saying if you look at it but I want to say I don't I don't know the stats I want to say we're up there. In the top two or three, when it comes to guys going from our DMV to uh, Division One basketball, mm-hmm. I want to say we're ranked number one or two. I think so. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, you know, that's one of the things I said. Y'all don't y'all sleeping on this, but we're up there, and yeah. nobody believed me. Then when KD came up with this document, you know, the documentary, mm-hmm. it was shown. They was like, okay, wow, I know this person from there. I know this person from there. Like I saw, they saw the history. Yeah, I'm like, and that documentary didn't even show the half. You know, right? <laughs> it wasn't even close to what you could have saw. There's so many guys that got left out that yeah so it, it was amazing yeah it, it was amazing and i you know you brought up those i'm glad you brought those up coach because uh everyone makes the argument for new york obviously say you need a point guard you go to new york you need you know but chicago la but the the 
amount of players that are in those cities compared to PG County. You know, mm-hmm. PG County is like what a hundred hundred thousand people. You know, yeah. <laughs> where L.A., New York, Chicago. You know, you got. I mean, how many how many high school players versus this one small county? So, to yes. your point, you know, you, they're comparing major cities to a little suburban county outside of mm-hmm. a major city. Yeah. 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 Wow. It's crazy. Like you said, we, you know, the talent is through the roof. Like I said, we, you know, I just remember me growing up every night I had to bring it. Like, I don't care, you know, if you're playing a last place team, you know, you know how it is back home. Yeah. Okay. This person right there, let me see what he got. I don't care. They don't care about your ranking or nothing. We want to see what you got. Like, you <laughs> yeah. got to prove it. Yeah. You know, you can have 41 night. Okay. You have 40 night. Can you do it again tonight? Like, that's everybody's mentality back home. Yeah. And you just got to bring it. So yeah. I love it. It made me stronger and better. Absolutely. And yes, mm-hmm. I think it's the um, state of Maryland uh, per capita is the number one state for division one athletes in yeah. the entire country. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you look at like the NCAA selection, I mean, these, even these teams, you know what I'm saying? Look at Michigan, Jawan Howard basically lived here, you know, for a year to yeah. get Hunter Dickinson and he got uh, Terrence uh, Williams from down at Gonzaga, you know? Yeah. So he got two. Those are two freshmen that are getting obviously hundreds. And, quietly, and quietly, Jay White lives in our backyard a lot too. Really he know. does. Yes, <laughs> yes. I had some great stories about Jay Wright with the coach I, that I used to coach with a few years ago, because uh, yeah. he he used to coach at St. John's. And he said Jay was always there. You know, he's yep. he's living there. So yeah, he 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 has at least about at least three uh, guys from from the Maryland DC area. Yeah, on his team. Yeah, yeah. So it's incredible, man. I mean, it's, it, you know, you look up and down these rosters and and it, it, you're going to find some DMV guys everywhere. Yep. Um, all right. So you you spent three years at Georgetown before deciding to turn pro. I got some stats here that just, you know, blew my mind. Your your junior year was just an incredible year for you at Georgetown. Uh, you were the only player in the in the country that year to average uh, – to, to I'm sorry, to be in the top 20 – in the nation in both points and rebounds. You were a finalist for Naismith College Player of the Year, finalist for the John Wooden Award, AP All-American Honorable Mention. And even though you only spent three years at Georgetown, you're seventh on the all-time scoring list, fifth in rebounds and sixth in blocks. Wow. That's quite a career. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's so crazy. I argue, I tell my wife, India, this all the time. And I was like, if I don't stay one more year, I would. I think I would have broke the record of all-time score, but. Yeah, you know, but it's one of those things that um, you know, I, it's it's an amazing thing because sometimes even when I hear it, like wow, like I really did that, you know. So <laughs> I even I even even surprised by myself, but um, because at the time you're you're in a zone and you kind of just going through the motion. Not saying going through the motion, but you're just in another yeah. headspace. Like I, I'm aware of the numbers, but I'm not really like wow, I really did. I really what really was top five in score. Really was distant blocks and rebounds. So it was like. And you see your name next to Patrick Ewan and Alonzo Mourning when it comes to scoring. It's like, wow, like, it's good stuff. So Yeah, yeah. And you were, like, the thing I, that I used to love about your game was it was almost a quiet, like, I don't want to say quiet, but you just would, like, just fill up that stat sheet, you know? But it yeah. wasn't like, I don't know how to put it. it I don't want to say quiet because it wasn't quiet, but it was, kind of, you know what I mean? You just played hard, yeah. you know what I mean? And it was just like, you look at the end of the game, you're like, yeah. 25 and 15 <laughs> like just put up these huge numbers and you know and, and you know as a coach you know sometimes like you get to I, I remember like one game last year I was coach or two years ago I was coaching got to halftime this kid had 18 points and I'm like 
I don't think that stat is right. And then you kind of go back and you're like, oh, yeah, he did have 18 and a half, yeah. you know, like it mm-hmm. felt like it was maybe, you know, six or eight. You knew he was kind of getting kind of everywhere, but he wasn't, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah no, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And, and I felt like that was a lot of your game. I loved it. Loved watching you play. Yeah. Man. So uh, so you decide to go pro. Uh, you go out in one of the, the t- I'll, I'll say the top five drafts ever, the 2003 draft, your lottery pick at number nine. Um and I mean that draft is that you and I were talking before we started recording. I I don't I don't know how Bleacher Report has his ranked as a fourth best draft. It's top two to me. But uh, what so what was that experience like? This is the LeBron Wade, Carmelo, David West, Kyle Corver. I mean Kyle Corver's in there. Uh, Bar I think Leandro was Barbosa in that draft as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, and we had, uh, before he got hurt, TJ Ford was killing. Him. Oh yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, Kirk Heinrich had a great career. Kirk Heinrich was in there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Whew. yeah. Uh, Luke Walton was in that draft. Yeah, he was. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so you know, just an incredible draft. So draft night, you're up in New York for that. Uh, you get drafted number nine by the Knicks. Um, so what what was draft night like? What do you remember most from that night? Uh, I mean, I think the the picture that plays in my head, even to this day, I have that picture in my head, was walking across the stage, shaking David Stern's hand and looking in the stands, and all I see is my mom and dad crying. Like, oh, wow. out of all those people, I spotted my parents sitting there crying. And I could never get that picture out of their head because I was like, wow, like I made I made something myself, made my my parents proud. Right. And I was seeing the joy, you know, the joy in their faces. It was like amazing. So that was probably one of my greatest moments. But also just getting to meet guys like LeBron and Dwayne Wade, you know, off the court and just seeing how they just humble, great guys. Yeah. Um, and LeBron is one of those things that he had this aura about, like you knew. Mm-hmm. Like you knew he was that, he was going to be that dude. Like he had, he was, like everybody say how smart he is. He had that intelligence as a high school kid coming out of, you know what I'm saying, coming into pro. So yeah. he was already two steps ahead of everybody. Like, you know, the whole diet thing. Like, you no, know, we didn't really learn how to eat until like later on, but he already had the diet and the suits. Like he had all that stuff down packed. He was just on a whole another mindset. So just watching him and just meeting other guys was just a great experience. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I think the most thing that really people don't know, because like when I got drafted, um, I didn't know the Knicks were taking me. Because, mm-hmm. uh, well, actually that morning of the draft, the Knicks called me to Madison Square Garden for a meeting. And it came, I went down there and it was like 10 minute meeting, not even 10 minutes. They asked me like some weird questions like, if there's a car hanging off the cliff, who would you save? This person, that person, I forgot who it was. I'm like, what? I gave the answer. Then they asked me another weird question. Gave the answer. All right, thanks. Have a good day. So I was like, okay, what was the point of this? So I was like, all right, they probably not drafting me. I don't even know what this is even about. And they already had, and they already had five people in my position. Oh, wow. So I'm like, man, okay, man, they're not drafting me. Like, yeah. I ain't work out for them. You know what I'm saying? So I really? No. Wow. I didn't know that part. And um, But they was they saw me a lot during the Sure, game, sure. As far as, man, what I was yeah, well, you're a big E. Yeah, they, they had front row seat anytime. Mm-hmm. Even the, yes, anytime you're in the garden. And so, then, you know, the ninth pick comes. So here's the thing. So the, the next, so after the eighth pick came, I was excited because the Wizards were picking ten. They said oh. you're there ten, we're taking you. So after the eighth pick came, I was like, yes, I'm going home. Yeah, I was excited. And then I, I knew I was like, the next ain't taking me. Like they had a weird meeting. They already got five people in my position. They're not taking me. So my agent gets a phone call. He's like, hey, the Knicks are getting ready to take you. I'm like, what? <laughs> so. 
I'm like, wow, this is, you know, it's one of those moments where it's like your dream is coming true. Right. But in your mind, you're like, holy crap, like what is about to happen right now? Like, why are they taking me? Right. So I'm going to have a mixed bag of emotions of excitement because right. my dream is coming true, but also like, what am I getting myself into? Because I knew what kind of order they were. Yes. I, I wanted to be home because I knew Eddie Jordan. So it was just yeah. like a whole situation. But, um, you know, everything happens for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I'm sure the Wizards were probably upset with that, too, because they were probably saying the same thing. They're not going to take him. They got five guys there. He's ours. Yeah. So we were just, I know they probably like, wow. Because I was like, wow. I mean, you know, I knew, I knew at 10 the Wizards were taking me, and I knew at 13 Seattle was taking me. So I knew I wasn't going past those two teams. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, one pick before. Wow. Man. I never knew the depths of that, man. Yeah. We've talked a lot, and I've never heard that. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. And I'm sure, like you said, that that is a big mixed bag of emotion, you know. Yeah, it was like I said, you know, I mean, every child, every player, guys playing basketball, want to make it to the NBA. So it was like a dream come true, and it's like, okay, yeah. Now, now right. you got now you got to deal with the business side of it. Mm, yeah, I dealt with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, so you spend a few years in the NBA. Do you want to talk about that, or do you want to talk about what? Yeah. You know, after that, yeah. go for it. Yeah, no, yeah. So, um, you know, I spent a couple of years in league. It was a, it was a tough situation because I was a lottery pick, and um, you know, people know the story. Like my father had passed away. Yeah. Right before I started my season, my rookie right, year. Right before your rookie year, yeah. 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 So I just wanted to use, you know, basketball as my outlet of, um, you know, that was my outlet. But I didn't realize how much of a business the NBA was. Mm-hmm. So I went to training camp and I, you know, I tore it up. So I went, in, I went to mindset. There's no way I'm not going to be the starter. And, um, you know, they called me in, you know, for a meeting right before the first game. So I'm thinking about it. I say, okay, they can give me the news. I'm a starter. And it's like, yeah, you're not going to play. So I'm like, okay, maybe not get the minutes I want to play. It's like, yeah, you're not going to dress. I was like, what do you mean I'm not going to dress? Because, yeah, you're going to be in a suit behind the bench. Ricky's got to pay their dues. I'm like, what? Wow. So I'm like, man, I just tore these dudes up and can't, like, some of it was no question. Yeah. And um, I was like, wow. Okay. So I had to try to stomach that. But, you know, now that as I got older, I understood, like, for example, he, you know, ownership had all these guys making so much money. So if you got one guy making $10 and I'm making $1, yeah. he wants that $10 on the floor, no matter what, if the $1 is better than $10, he still wants his money on the floor. So mm-hmm. I, I didn't stand a chance. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, kind of just messed my confidence, messed it up a lot. And once Lenny Wilkins came, that changed. As soon as he came, he saw me playing first day in practice. He was like, why aren't you playing? I was like, they had firing my first coach. Uh-huh. And once Lenny Wilkins came, um, he put me in, in the rotation right away. And I started getting minutes and started being productive, playing well. And he ended up getting fired. And then another, it was a whole, it was a zoo. Yeah. It was a zoo. <laughs> was Dolan that was, he was on. Yeah. Then too. Yeah. Okay. yeah, Dolan was on, yeah. Yeah. You saw, you saw that. I had four coaches in two years. Two years Whoa. Yeah. Dang, I don't remember all that. That's crazy. Yeah, I was there and it was a lot. It was like, you know, sexual harassment, lawsuits going on, fights, and it was it was chaos. You know, yeah. like, you know dealing with the loss of my father and dealing with this yeah hostile environment again. And it's your fr- and honestly, it's your first time away from home because you stayed yeah. home for college. Yeah. So it was my first time away from being away from home and you know, it was a lot it was a lot that it was a lot to handle. <laughs> yeah, man. So you get traded to Chicago. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so then, uh, how long were you there? I was there two years also. So I got okay. traded there. Um, you know, I said, okay, maybe this will be a fresh start. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So get there, you know, and the coach just hated my guts off the break. You know, coach, coach didn't want me there. Mm-hmm. I don't know 
Well, he had issues for me off the break. Didn't even know him. He didn't want me there, but you know, management and coaches did. I mean, I'm sorry, not the players did. So I was playing well. Like when I first got there, mm-hmm. we went on a West Coast trip, and I was averaging like 20 points. Wow, for a five game span. Yeah, and he, he was like, "Oh man," and he started he started to sabotage me. Uh, I went from starting averaging 20 points to being benched to being on IR. It was crazy. Like putting having injury reserve, sitting behind the bench in a suit, yeah. sitting like games to throw me in the starting lineup out of not playing. It was just. It was a lot going on, and yeah. um, it broke me. I'm not gonna lie; those four years, just all that stuff, just it really just you know played a mind on. Yeah, it broke me. It broke me bad. Yeah, wow. Man. Yeah, that's tough, man. Um, so after the NBA, um, you, you've been very uh, um, outspoken about your your issues with mental health, which has, to me, I, I'm gonna be honest with you, it's changed lives. I know that there's people I know personally who have looked up to you, uh, family members who have, because of your willingness to be open, has it has helped them tremendously that they see an NBA, NBA guy, you know, here that's that's being very open about, you know, his struggles and, and his battle and his and his fight back. I'll say your fight back, you know, and and what you continue to do. Um, so there was I know there was some tough years there and and but you're here and you're and you're giving back now. And and I think that the uh a great redemption part. I know that you played some, some years overseas, um, but then the, the inaugural year of, and we could talk about that if you want, but the inaugural year of the big three, you know, mm-hmm. you get back in shape and, and you come out looking good, man. Like, and yeah. you make the team. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, you know, I kind of like, you know, after about what, I don't know how many years all from basketball, you know, kind of just got in shape and went and, you know, played in the big three. It was, it was a lot of fun. You know, got my, my kids got a chance to see me play and travel and, kind of be back under that competitive environment again, you know, under arena. So, you know, it, it was a lot of fun playing today. And obviously, you know, got a chance to meet Iverson. Yeah. And, uh, you know. You played on his but, team, right? You were on the Yeah, I played on his team. You know, I got a chance to meet Iverson, which was, which was amazing. You know what I'm saying? Because he was just a, you know, great, great dude to meet. Because out of all my years at Georgetown and playing the league, I never got a chance to meet him. We've never ended up crossing wow. paths. Yeah. Yeah, so that was my first time crossing paths with him. So, it took me 17 years to meet him, so it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's cool, man. And yeah. and that was a, you know, that that was a lot of fun. I remember we would watch every game. I, you know, I still enjoy it. Um, I think it's a, you know, it's, it's just a really cool cool product for for you guys to kind of yeah, for sure. career to, mm-hmm. to continue to play. So, um, so then you you know from there you are now and and we forgot to talk about this. So you made a connection. Uh, at that, uh, at, at that, that, um, uh, what's it called? This city, I forgot. Man. Capital Sorry. Classic. Capital Classic. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so talk about that because it's kind of leading us to where you are now. And actually, before you say that, before you get to that, I think that you had done a benefit at UDC, uh, for mental health. You and mm-hmm. had some guys come in, some pros and even a couple of NFL guys or at least one NFL guy that I thought was just a phenomenal event. And I just want to give you your props on that because I appreciate um, that. Yeah. Cause I, I, I mean, it, it brought money, it brought the spotlight to, uh, to mental health and, and to see pros out there like, Hey, you know, we got your back and we're going to, we're going to help raise money for this, for this cause. And uh, did you want to talk about that or? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was, that was, that was a, uh, you know, that was a cool event. Cause like for me, you know, to put together, I literally did that from the ground up. I did it by myself. Like I really, you know, got sponsors and sold tickets and got picked up jerseys and get insurances, get the gym and all that stuff. So it was, it was a, it was a lot of work, you know, sun up to sun down, but it was, you know, for everybody to you know, say, I got you and support me. 
and you know, might not even just me, just the cause, you know, the cause of mental health, bringing you know awareness to it and try to change the stigma. It was a lot of fun to have all my brothers, you know, like you said, from the DMV area to come support me because everybody that played was from the DMV. You know, all those ex players, NBA players that played in the league overseas professionally came out to support me. So just to have that support and have your family, friends, and at home, so it, it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, that that was great, man. I, I'll never forget that because I was just so impressed and like you know my guys made it back. You know he's 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 here. He's he's still with us and and now he's starting to give back and and really pour back in. So yeah. um, so it kind of leads us to what you're doing now. But you know before we get to on that side of things, you're also coaching and and you started coaching last year with Yeshiva University uh, thanks to a connection you made back at the Capital Classic. So talk about that. Yeah, so um, at the Capital Classic, I uh, met a guy named Tamir Goodman, a.k.a. the Jewish Jordan. Um, yeah. We've had over, what, wow, 21-year friendship. Um, we met then. Uh, it was weird because at the time we met, I didn't think nothing. Else. I talked to a tree we talked back. But he, uh, you know, by him being Jewish and Jewish Jordan, he had a lot of hype around him. You know, guys weren't really feeling him too much. You know what I'm saying? Because I guess he probably had too much hype and too much attention. You know, like I say, in D.C., you got to prove yourself. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> So, uh, you know, in practice, guys weren't really talking to him. So, every you know, when they broke up the shooting groups, he was always shooting by himself. I would just go shoot with him. We just sitting there, chop it up. I didn't care. I was like, look, man, you know, I don't care about all that accolades. This is who. Yeah. You know, as a person, I don't care about the, the yarmulkes and all that stuff. I just want you, you know, as a person. So, we, we developed a bond and it carried over to, you know, 20 years of friendship. And uh, when he moved to Israel, um, back, back from, you know, from the States to Israel, he had a camp, a Jewish camp called Camp Ramah. And he asked me, hey, you know, I'm going going away. I need somebody to run it. You're the only person I trust that can keep it going. Can you run it? It's an overnight camp. I'm like, overnight Jewish camp. I said, man, look, I'm going to be honest with you. You know, besides knowing you, I've, you know, never been around a Jewish person day in my life. Mm-hmm. They told me to go overnight to a very religious, you know, camp. You know, I don't know what they expect. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I was like, I mean, I'll do it. But I was very, very uncomfortable and nervous. I, you know, I didn't know how I was going to be received. I didn't know how my family. I didn't want to, you know, I didn't know. I didn't want to, you know, disrespect them in any other way because, you know, they have so many different, you know, beliefs and stuff. I just didn't want to offend anybody. Right. But it was nothing but love. It was nothing but love. Um, you know, it was it opened so many doors. Uh, once yeah. I went up there and met so many people, you know, doors open. You know, I ended up, like I said, coaching that, you know, receive university and then, you know, doing a bunch of stuff in the community with clinics and camps and everything. So it's just been keeping me busy. Yeah. So Yeshiva yeah. is a D3 school in, in what part of New York? Uh, it's in Washington Heights. It's in Washington it's, it's considered Manhattan. It's considered Manhattan technically, okay. but it's still it was Washington Heights. And it's a Jewish university. Yeah, yeah so it's a, it's a Division three Orthodox uh, um, Jewish um, university where it's um, you know Orthodox is one of the highest, which is I mean the highest part of Judaism. Uh-huh. And um, so yeah, they you know they're very very religious. Um, so um, you know it's one of those situations where guys can still play basketball and keep their you know, their beliefs because you know from friday sundown to saturday sundown you know they have their, their sabbath and they shut down you know like no yeah. electronics no physical activity none of that stuff so and with guys if they didn't they went to a regular school that'd be kind of hard because a lot of those regular schools don't you know they don't follow the sabbath so it's a good situation um it's a lot of fun um yeah. getting a chance to you know just be in a different environment and you know i'm very well received and i love it i'm very happy it's, it's, it's a great yeah. great situation and this is your second year, and I know last year uh, you guys had actually cracked the top 25, right? Yeah, cracked the top 25 last year. The first um, time in over, school history. 
Yeah, we went all the way to the Sweet 16. And um, I think we were really, really on our way to win the national championship last year. Mr. Yeah. Freak. We, were, we were on a, such a crazy roll. I just didn't see anybody beating us. And um, obviously the pandemic happened and everything yeah. shut down. So now we're in, you know, it's year two, just playing whatever games we can play. We have, like, what, nine games so far? Okay. So right now we got a 35-game winning streak. Um, wow. Yeah, so the highest in Division three history. So, Congrats, um, Coach. Yeah, yeah, so it's, it's a lot of fun just to watch those guys succeed and we're just having a lot of fun with it. Yeah. What is it like uh, transitioning from, you know, an All-American, an NBA guy to now coaching and, and giving back – uh, you know, at that level and, and being able to teach, uh, you know, teach that, that, that younger group uh, just, you, I mean, you obviously have so much knowledge. You've been a winner, you know, everywhere you've gone, you've just competed and, and you know what it takes to compete at the highest level. So what is it like to, to, uh, to give back? Um, it's, it's, a, it's interesting because I, you know, for a while, even up to what, what, two or three years ago, I said, I've never coached. Yeah, <laughs> I had no, I had no intentions on doing it because I, don't, I said, man, I don't think I had a patience for it. like, you know, because I know how I was. I'm, like, I'm sure I was difficult to coach because, like, you know, sometimes players, you, I'm sure you get it. Guys yeah. think they got it all figured out. They think they know it all. They yeah. got to figure it out. You know what I was talking about, no matter what your credentials are. So I was like, man, I don't know if I can deal with that, you know. So, but I think my life experience is what I happen to you know happened to me in life, and I think me just being able to just to you know not even just basketball, but just being able to coach guys through life situations while they're playing basketball because, you know, that, that stuff can take a toll on guys too. So just trying to share life experiences, help them out personally and on and off the court was giving me – that gave me drive to want to do it. Yeah, yeah. That's so great. You know, you can make in someone's life. Right. Because, you know, being that support system is really, you know, gave me a passion love for it. Yeah, that's great, man. I, I agree. I, I love it. I, so our season ended um, – and I should probably point this out. I meant to do this at the top of the show. So we we went to – we had four games in four days. We finished our league last Wednesday. We went to the National Christian School Tournament in Pittsburgh Thursday. We won Thursday against the number 18, ranked, number 18 team in the country in National Christian School rankings. We lost to the number 11 team Friday by 10, and then we won – who was a team out of Virginia, and then we beat a team out of California Saturday to finish third in our pool, won that by 16. But um, so today is officially my first day of the offseason, and I don't it, – it's so – my anxiety – and I, I I deal with anxiety as it is, but my anxiety level goes – it yeah, goes so high right. at the end of the season. <laughs> Man. Because I start, I start having too much time on my hands, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I'm like, you know, like I started feeling it last night a little bit, like it was kind of creeping up, like are my anxiety, like knowing, okay, well, tomorrow there's no practice. So what am I going to do? Luckily, you and I get to talk. But, yeah. uh, so, but uh, you know, it, it's interesting that you just get so wrapped up into it. And it's, you know, I love it so much that when it stops, it's like, I still got my wife and kids, you know, but it's still yeah. – your schedule, you get so much free time back that it's it's almost eerie, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's how our um our head coach Elliot Steinman said, "Why you? I think I mean you sheep. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, no, that's how he was like when 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 the shutdown happened last year. Uh-huh. He, he would he and he still was in denial about it, but he was his anxiety. He was going through it. He still is. Yeah, you know, he still is going through it because right now we're playing, but we don't have no tournament. Did they cancel the division three tournament? I heard. Yeah. So yeah. two years in a row, you know, pretty much no ending to your yeah. great season is really taking us to, you know, he's, he's an alumni there too. So I can imagine 
the emotions he got going on. You can just see it. Like it's, it's definitely, you know, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of that with no tournament, did you hear about Randolph Macon and trying, did you hear what happened with that in division three? He did what a number one versus number two game or something like that. Yeah. So Randolph Macon, uh, miles Mallory, shout out to him. I coached him at Pilates. Um, He is a sophomore now at Randolph Macon, but he started every game since he's been there. He's a center. Uh, he was top five. Atlanta. What's that? We we were trying to play them. They weren't players. Oh, really, Randolph? Yeah. And see, I'll see if I put a call in for you. Yeah, put a call. Tell them, tell them. Yeah, they, they don't want to play us for that reason. <laughs> they don't want that smoke. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, he. Uh, so trying traveled six hundred miles, ranked number two, to play Randolph Macon, and Randolph Macon won by I think sixteen. So yeah, there was. Miles? Yeah, yeah. Because there's no tournament, like what you were saying, I, yeah. I'm I really would love to see you all play, man. That'd be that'd be fun to watch. Yeah, they got some DMV guys on that uh, Randolph, and they're loaded with some DMV guys. Oh, really? Yeah. So, so Miles, who I coach, you would love him, Mike. He he is uh he is long. He's got he's got a I think an eighty inch wingspan, but he's only six. He's like six six, uh, mm-hmm. but he plays center. He was top six. I think he was ranked number six in the country in blocks last year as a freshman. Oh, cool. um, he was freshman of the year for the ODAC uh, this year. He led all scores in that game. Um, he's only a sophomore. They get their point guard is from Archbishop Spalding. Um, Buzz, he's two-time uh, conference player of the year. Um, that oh, was wow. coming into his senior year this year, but I think he's coming back because, you know, senior. Are you guys getting – are your seniors coming back next year? Yeah. Because I know they're giving them that extra year. Yeah, yeah, Because uh, we're ranked number five in the country right now. You're number five? Wow. We was four, but yeah, it's not I, enough game. We're number five. Man, I did not realize you guys were ranked that high now. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's why we were trying to play them. They don't want to play whatever Yeah. Man, so. we got to get something together, man. Maybe we'll just go up there to Rucker or something. We'll just tell everybody to bring a place. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, sure. Yeah, or Berry Farms or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, bring your sheep down there. Um, yeah, that's great, man. That's that's incredible. Yeah. Mm. And how long has your head coach been there at Yeshiva? Seven years. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So you're the magic touch. Okay. So no. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I saw like some video of you, you know, working out with those guys. I mean, there's no, like, I, I love seeing when, when you have somebody with the, the amount of knowledge you have, you know, there's, that's irreplaceable. You know what I'm saying? As far as that, that amount of instruction that you could give kids. Um, yeah. So I always talk about my head coach now. He's just an incredible basketball mind and uh, what he's able to, to teach, you know, is, is great. So I hope yeah. we get a tournament next year, man. I'm going to come check you guys out. So, yeah, no, we will. We will. I mean, by this time we can tell things are going in the right direction. So yeah. there's no way. I mean, then again, you never say never. You don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. You just, you just hope for the best. It looks like, you know, we're going in the right direction for it. So. Yeah. Well, we owe you and India a visit anyway. So. For sure. We need it. We need it. We miss, we miss home so bad. So. Yeah. Yeah. And my wife and I miss New York, so it'll be a perfect trip, you know? Yeah. Um, All right. So let's finish with some quick hitters, man. I really appreciate all this time, Mike. Um, I'm I'm sorry, coach. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to be a head coach soon, man. You may not want it, but you're going to be one. So, Um, and I forgot to mention too, you were, you were actually the, the, uh, the, at uh, Ramaz school, you were coaching the girls' team there last year. 
Yeah, I coached the yeah, girls. So you were the head coach for that. Yeah, so you yeah. were doing it all. Yeah, that was my first time coaching girls too, and it was like I was I was I was so nervous about the experience, but it turned out to be great. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you all, you did well. Yeah, we did well. We, thought, we lost our first three games. Uh-huh. We ended up winning not winning winning nine in a row, and we lost in the playoffs. So we did well. Yeah, they just had to buy yeah. in. Yeah, they buy in. You know? <laughs> yeah, but you know it's crazy. Like with, with the girls, like you give them instructions to tell them to do, no uh-huh. problem. Yeah, they'll talk back. Yeah, they were they were easy to coach. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. great, man. That's good experience yeah. for you too. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Okay, Mike. So, um, got three. Uh, quick hitters here, and then we'll finish up. Uh, so the first question for you, your three favorite basketball memories. Ooh, you got a lot to choose from. Well, since she's going to be seeing this, I'm going to have to, I got to throw this in it with her, or India, my wife, uh-huh. um, winning the state championship. And um, she was, she I had already graduated and she was one of the first ones. I don't know how she got on the floor, but she was the first one on the floor. And um, I was like shocked, and she was like, "You better give me a hug. You better not make me look crazy for all these people." Oh I'm my like, my friends. But uh, just you know, winning the state championship, and, and I, you know, and we were like just best friends at the time, uh-huh. and it turned out to be my wife. So just winning the state championship, and ironically, she's the first person that's literally there to give me a hug. Wow, it was amazing. So winning the state championship and hugging my future wife was one of the greatest moments. That's special. Um, and now, who did you all beat that that year for the state title? You remember? Oh, wow. who did we beat? That's a war. I feel like I'm, oh. I don't remember who we won. Who we beat? Wow, I don't remember. Doesn't matter. You beat. <laughs> yeah, and you got um, your hug. Yeah, got my hug. <laughs> and um, I think uh, playing with the Knicks, uh, we had a national TV game against the Pacers. I think I had like twenty-two and twelve, and I made the game winner at the buzzer. Oh and having, man! Yeah, and having everybody call and text me, going to call at the time, call me after the game. You know, tell me you saw was like one of the greatest moments. That made me feel good. Yeah. And obviously, you know, the obvious last is getting your name called for the, you know, draft. Yeah. And seeing my parents. So those are the three moments that, you know, something that would pictures that I would never forget. Yeah, that's great. That's whew, yeah. that's a special list, man. Yeah. Okay, starting five NBA all time. Whoa. Does it have to be in order or just you no, know, okay. No, not not at all. Point guard, I'm gonna go Magic Johnson. Mm. Two guard, I think we all know that answer. <laughs> Michael Jordan. Uh-huh. I'm putting Braun at the three. Mm-hmm. In this, in this NBA, any, any, at all time, whatever you want. I'm trying to think what era we playing in though, because if we playing in this era, my format will be different. Okay, give me both. Play. Give me old. Give me old school in old this era. I'm going, old era. I'm going Tim Duncan four, Shaq five. You okay? This era, ooh, I'm a Kobe at the three, Braun at the four, and at the five, I'm going to go, got to go athletic. I'm going to probably go KG at the five. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, if we playing in this era right here. That's a good one. Yep. Yeah. I, did, I didn't think you were going to say KG. That's a good I like that one. Do you have any Kobe stories? <laughs> well, not, not not nothing funny, but um, well, two two. I got uh, one. Uh, I was the rookie with the Knicks, and I was checking in the game to see it was him. Mm-hmm. I remember um, it's like, like second quarter. I remember it to this day, and I was sitting at the score table waiting to check in, and I'm literally just staring at him because I'm like, you know, 
you young guy. I'm like, man, this is Kobe Bryant. Right. This was the time that he was going through the case yeah. in Denver or whatever. Uh-huh. And um, he just said, hey, what's going on, young fella? How you doing, Big Sweet? Like, man, I said, oh, man, he knows my name. But I said it to myself. And he looked at me. I'm like, did he hear that? Yeah. <laughs> so it was but obviously Sky Report. You got to know who everybody is. But um, right. I think that was like one of the greatest moments. And then yeah. I think the other one was um, when I was with the Bulls. And you could tell Kobe was going through the most. Not going through the most. He was chilling. He was getting his or whatever. Uh-huh. Andres Nocioni like scored back to back buckets on him. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, yeah, Noach, can you go? Way to lock him down and buses, you know what? <laughs> he gave like the the the, the craziest stare. He looked at a coach, didn't blink, and shook his head. And I'm gonna say he ended up with 44. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> I mean, he gave him the arsenal. Turn around, jump up, jump, jumpers, pull ups, threes, to the hole, dunking. I mean, yeah, he, it, yeah. And everybody's in the coach like, you had to say something. <laughs> you had to get to the jump. I think that right there, that's when I knew like there's another level uh-huh. that not many people can get to. Yeah. They want. And he, he was one of them. And like, yeah. you can get to that level. It's like, hold up, you say something to me? All right. Now I'm about to make every shot. Like, how do you train your mind to say, hey, I'm just going to go off and make every shot on you. Like that's, right. you know, it's a different mindset. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that Mamba mentality. Yeah. 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 So. All right. Rest then, in peace, Kobe. My last one is probably my friends give me a hard time. It's this poster they got. Uh-huh. Kobe Duncan. And I guess I'm in the picture. They try to say that Kobe dunked on me. But I remember the play. I wasn't nowhere near. But it, it from the angle, <laughs> from the poster, it does like he posterized me. But you're just that's in the background. You know, how, you know how it is. Friends, they don't let you hear the end of it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's like nah, man. I was a, I was a front, front row spectator for that. I was yeah, not, I was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's a good one. Yeah. Well, rest in peace, Cole, man. He's he's yeah, uh, sure. it, it still burns sometimes when I uh, yeah when I think about it. Just and, and I think it's more so the the post NBA Kobe. You know, we I think mm-hmm. we lost we lost someone who was about to just take the world by storm. And it, kind of like what LeBron is doing while he's playing. You know, like yep. with his school and and social activism and stuff, but um, yeah, yeah, he was doing amazing. Yeah, he was doing some major things. I just and I felt horrible uh, from his family because if you just to his family, while he was playing, he was probably never home because all he did was work on his craft. Right. So when they finally have him home, yeah. he's taken away. So I just feel like you know, maybe you know, obviously he lived an amazing life, but just him them probably feeling cheated in a way. You know, absolutely. That's that's very true. Right. And I saw that Vanessa recently renamed his charity. And I can't remember. I should have. I, I didn't think we were going to talk about Kobe, but um, yeah. but I'll see if I could put it in the show notes. But Vanessa renamed the charity to include Gigi in it, and she kind of rebranded it. Oh, and wow. I thought, man, what a powerful move by her, man, just to continue his wow. legacy and include mm-hmm. Gigi in that. Um, she's a she is a a, a model of strength, you know. Um, yeah, I, I can't. I, I just can't even imagine. Like you said, it's. Can't even imagine. And and props to Kobe for what he was doing also with uh with women's basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um I hope that someone can pick up that pick up those reins because my wife obviously played, you know, all the way up through college and stuff. So um but yeah. anyway. Uh, awesome. all right. Coach <laughs> you said what? No, 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 that's enough. Oh, okay. I thought yeah. you said of course. Yeah. I thought you were gonna say something funny like she could beat me or something, but Oh no, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that one alone. How am I talking to you? She might see this like, oh, you think so? You think he can beat me? And I'm not saying no. <laughs> um, all right, man. Last question. 
five mm-hmm. dinner guests, dead or alive, people you know or don't. Um, who's at your dinner? Whoa. Um, obviously, Barack. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Barack and Michelle. I'm on both mm-hmm. of them. Okay. Barack and Michelle. Um, if you bring in Barack and Michelle, you know you better say India. Oh, okay. So I got to include her? No, you don't have to. That's on you. Yeah, no, she's good. I'll say Barack and Michelle. Um, I need some comedy. I'm going to say Kevin Hart. Mm. Um, And I'll probably say Jay-Z and Beyonce. Mm, Okay. I like that. That's solid, man. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, Coach. Man, thank you so much for this time. This has been a great interview. Um, Really appreciate your time, man. I miss you, man. I miss seeing you. Nah, man, same here, man. Can't wait to get back, you know. I told my wife, like, we're both vaccinated now, so we, you know, we got out of our two-week period afterwards. I said, we can probably, just the rules, they said, if you go around people back, you know, we got some little leniency to kind of, like, probably get home and see some people and just, okay. you know, and, and whatever. Yeah, let's do it. My wife, actually, I'm I'm cleared. I, th- I had my third, I had my second um, vaccine three weeks ago. My wife just had hers, her second one last week, so... Let's do it, man. Yep, she got one more week. Yeah, and if you're out there, if you're listening, please get vaccinated. You know, it's uh, it, it's needed. You know, we got to get back, get back to some sense of normalcy, and we need to um start saving lives. So, uh, yes, if you, we need, do. If you need uh need any advice on it, give me a call, email me, uh, at sports talk at gmail dot com. So, big thank you to Coach Mike Sweetney, uh, Georgetown legend. DMV legend, PG County legend. Uh, thank you so much, sir. And everybody, uh, we will see you. Enjoy the tournament. It's my favorite time of year. It's like Christmas morning for sports yeah. fans. Uh, oh, I, I, I didn't ask you that. Who Do you you know who you got winning? I'm beyond. I don't follow. I haven't been able to follow college, college basketball that much this year. Oh, now, okay. I know. I mean, obviously, I want my, I mean, just being whatever. Yeah, I obviously yeah, yeah. have to win. But I know Gonzaga has been playing amazing. Baylor kind of fell off towards the end a little bit. Yeah, they had a COVID but, issue. Yeah, yeah, but you know, those yeah. are the two teams you got to watch out for. In my yeah, opinion. they've been the cream of the crop all year. Then you yeah. got the Big Ten with uh, Illinois and, and Michigan, who have just been phenomenal. Yeah. They got man, they got this big in the, on Illinois. Woo, he's 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 nasty. Yeah, um, yeah, Baylor. I I would it would have been interesting for me uh, if Baylor had not had that COVID shutdown. Had they gone? I think they could have gone undefeated. And you mm-hmm. would have had two teams coming in, you know, like twenty six and zero somewhere around there. Um, yeah. But you know they they just they had to all shut down. I think half their team got COVID or something. But they they look good now. But uh, yeah, so those those are good ones to follow for sure. So, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. All right, coach. I'll see you soon, uh, everybody. Yeah. Tune back in next week. I have another great coming up, another DMV legend, and uh, looking forward to that interview. And I think you will too. So. Take care, get vaccinated, and stay safe.